0: Matt Stepp, you're back from the Rio Grande Valley. When's the next time you're going to have a taco?:
1: It's going to be a while. I might be tacoed out.
0: Step and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep Greg Tepper. And I am the Step Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We love you very much. We are back from the Rio Grande Valley. We made it back. We did. And uh, I thought it was a good trip. I thought we ate some good food. It we was saw satisfactory. Some, saw some good football. It, it uh, was. Both of which I would say are understatements.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, it was a it was an awesome trip. I mean, our, our our it was tough to top our El Paso trip last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the Valley trip, I think, was different. Yes, but it was still it was still <laughs> it, it the the fact that and I know you didn't get a chance to go because you had other duties on Friday night. But
0: not happy about
1: it. the the Harlan the San, Battle of the Rio the Harlan's and San Benito game was maybe the Best regular season high school football game atmosphere I've ever experienced. Really? Yeah, for a regular regular season game. I'm not sure I've been to anything that tops it. And I, mean, I know Ish, it's hyperbole because I just you know recency bias, but I'm trying to think. And I regular season now I've been to some playoff games with better atmospheres yeah, yeah. for sure, but we're talking a
0: regular season game. Yeah, it's really hard to top that. I mean, Ish was like you guys had been there five minutes, and Ish was like texting us like dude this is different yeah. right here
1: yeah and i can't wait um for ish to go unplugged uh on the show tomorrow, tomorrow T- I believe TFT. he's gonna be a guest on tft
0: yeah, he had a
1: little uh little little business to take care of today and you know, he's uh by the way, uh,
0: Texas basketball yeah. it, went to press. Did it go to press today? I think it's coming coming to press next couple days. But he'll be. Yeah. We'll see him for five minutes tomorrow yeah. too. Uh,
1: so go get Texas basketball. It's great. Yes. he's worked his he he's worked he his worked ass the off. off this yeah, magazine. for sure. So go get Texas basketball and support um, great journalism from our friend Ishmael Johnson. Quit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited because it was his first. Uh, it's my second Arroyo game. Yeah, this one topped the first one by far, and the first one had fireworks at halftime. Literal fireworks. Um, this one had a
0: flyover. I saw the helicopter flyover. That yeah, rules. U.S.
1: Coast Guard. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just. It's. It's everything Texas high school football is supposed to be. You know, two communities supporting their kids, supporting their teams. You know, and, and you know the Rio Grande Valley obviously gets a gets a rap bad rap because uh, of the lack of playoff success. But if you just want, if you're just going for competitive football pure atmosphere and you just you just are a fan of texas high school football go down there and check out a game or I two i mean it's, we
0: were we were at a thursday night affair which would which had 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 playoff implications psj and uh yeah. and edinburgh north edinburgh north wins a low scoring defensive battle yeah
1: slugfest um
0: yeah. gets the win but like you never been then, to a
1: nine it was nine eight at halftime i don't think i've ever had a nine eight game yeah i was gonna halftime. say
0: but the other thing was like you could tell and that state the stadium was not full it was you know Forty percent full, something like that, for a Thursday night affair, yeah. right? But like, you could even tell then you are like, no, oh, this is different down here. Like, yeah, there,
1: the atmosphere, yeah, they're, they're, it was, it. they were into it. The so.
0: vibes are different.
1: But yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And like I said, I am hoping anytime I can get down there, it's a, it's a good weekend and a good, good time. And I am glad. You know, I was really worried that I'd over, especially Ish, because we, you know, I oversold. I was like, man, I hope I don't oversell the Battle of the Arroyo. Mm-hmm. Hope it's not an oversell. He looks at me in the third quarter. He's like, you undersold this big time, yeah. and I was like. All right, cool. Mission accomplished. So, you did it. It was a good weekend, but it, yeah, it was it was a great week across the state of high school football. We were sitting there on our phone on the app, look following different games all over the mm-hmm. state and just telling each other scores. Hey, this game, you know, Franklin's over Lorena, you know, China Springs, Stephenville, we were just going back and forth with games. So, uh, it was a great week of football. And, I want
0: I want to get into a little week 9 recap sure. here in in a moment. We do thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Coming up here in a moment, we're going to have our Week 9 recap before we get to our Week 10 game draft. This is your Week 10 preview edition of Tep and Step. But first, Matthew, we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week presented by Country Meats. Allow me to find the Country Meats read and I found it now thanks to our friends at Country Meats for being the official sponsor of the show they're avid football fans like us and know that equipment isn't cheap, that's why they make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone, from peewee teams to high school varsity, head over to countrymeats.com and use the discount code STEP10, that's S-T-E-P-P P P one zero to get 10% off your first order, Country Meats it's meat from the country Thanks, mm-hmm. com. Thank you, CountryMeats. All right. Time for your Texas High School Ball Fun Fact of the Week. Matt Stapp, let's talk rivalries. You got to see, I don't know if you know this, you were at the 100th consecutive Harlingen-San Benito game. They played for 100 consecutive years. It's a long time. That's pretty cool. But they started playing consecutively. they played every year since 1923. It's the second longest, only behind Bay City and El Campo, who played for the 103rd consecutive year this week. But speaking of rivalries, you may have heard, maybe this flew under your radar, but Corpus Christi Cal Allen defeated Corpus Christi Toloso Midway this past week. I want to say resoundingly like 66 nothing. It was a pretty thorough win for Cal Allen. That is the 39th consecutive time that the Wildcats have defeated tm they uh, phil Danher never lost to telosa midway but it is not the record for most consecutive wins in a series oh matt step who has won the most consecutive games in any texas high school football series Ooh, that's a tough one it's uh, cal allen over telosa midway is second at 39 okay this one is 43 games and counting, although I don't believe they played this year. Let me double-check that. They've won 43 consecutive games in the series. Man, this is tough. It is. It has been a dominance. They have not lost to this team since 1973.
1: I think I know it. Okay.
0: God, if I know this. You're a sicko. Amarillo High over Lubbock High. You're sick in the head. Boom! Amarillo High has beaten Lubbock High. Acknowledge me. 43 consecutive times. They will not play this week, this year. No, Um, Lubbock's D2 now, yeah. uh, But they have beaten them 43 consecutive times. That is the all time Texas high school football record for victories in a series. Uh, Third, most of your interest, Houston Yates beat Houston Austin every year from 1971 to 2007. (laughs) (laughs) And then fourth place, or fourth place and the third. A- longest active streak is Katie over Katie Maid Creek because Katie is now 35-0 and against Katie mm. Maid Creek. <laughs> Poor Maid Creek. Maid Creek's been uh, a little tough. Also, Lubbock Coronado over Lubbock is uh, 33 consecutive Jeez, and counting. Bro. Lubbock high, mean. Lubbock High's yeah. in the wrong end. Yeah. Business yeah. end of a couple of these streaks. There you have it. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. I was thinking about... As we get into our Week 9 recap, I was thinking of the, be- the best way to attack it in any sort of interesting way. Mm-hmm. But like, what's interesting is that there, there's so many different ways you could go because I would say that in large part last week really did live up to the hype. Uh, you had games kind of all over that were consequential that ended up being spectacular games. Mm-hmm. I would say the exception was probably Denton and, and what they did to Alan. I will throw this out there to you. And we, we talked about Allen before. Mm-hmm. Does this say more about Guy or does it say more about Allen?
1: More about Guyer, I think. Yeah. Uh, Guy's better than Allen. I picked Guy to win. I thought they'd I win the too. game. Did I think they win? I don't think they're six touchdowns better than Allen. That game got away from Allen. It, it's one of those games that I think spiraled on Allen. You know, in the first half, Allen was down 14 nothing in. <laughs> Allen, you can make a case that this game should have been 14-14. Like, it was mm-hmm.
0: – They got stopped twice in the red zone. Yeah,
1: twice. You know, once on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think on third down he scored. Uh, you know, fourth down went, went awry quickly. Uh, but I thought on third down Sibley scored. So, you know, it's bang-bang play, but, you know, it is what it is. Second half got away from him. But you, you wonder if Allen scores once or twice in the first half, is that a much closer ball game? Yeah. I think Guyer's the better team there. Mm-hmm. But just – not sure they're. I guess I think that game, you know, the injury happened right, right before halftime, and I think Allen, it spiraled on them. So it um, says more about Guyer in my opinion. Okay.
0: Then we'll just continue going through this. Alito over Ryan. Does it say more about Alito or more about Ryan?
1: 50 mm. 50 there. Yeah. I, don't, I think Ryan's a flawed, flawed football team. Now, they gave Alito a better game than I think. They gave Bur- Alito a much better game, than Burleson mm-hmm. Centennial did. So you know, does uh, does Ryan beat Centennial if they're at full strength? Well, we don't know. We'll never know. But um, I think I think it's probably closer. I, I think Ry- I think Ryan's flawed, and I think Alito's really good. So Who's, I think it's
0: more. So is Ryan going to go to Lake Belton?
1: No, I, it's... That district's... They could. They yeah. could. That district is really... Those four, Those top four in, in four, or five, AD1 are so evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Every game, Midloth, in Any game involving Midlothian, Lake Belton, Shoemaker, and Red Oak is a one-score game. Mm-hmm. They're all... And Midlothian's just won two of them so far. And Midlothian still has to beat Red Oak. I would say it's most likely Denton Ryan has to go... Denton Ryan will have to go to Red Oak, actually. Okay. Because if... Cause, Red Oak, even if they, basically, Red Oak is going to get either second or first. If they beat Midlothian, they're probably going to get first. If they lose to Midlothian, they're probably going to finish second in a three-way tie.
0: Does Refurio over Shiner tell you more about Refurio or Shiner? Is that more about Refurio or Shiner? Shiner. Really?
1: Yeah. I think I think Shiner is, a, is they're just they they've got Dalton Brooks, but the supporting cast is just not there this year. And they're young. They're just not as talented across the board. Um, and Refurio, the other thing is Refurio is still getting better. Mm-hmm. And the fact, you know, Refurio is crazy, crazy young. For, so for a crazy young Refurio team to beat Shiner, I think it says more about Shiner and, and their vulnerabilities this year. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll say this, and I said this on TFT. I'd like to see a rematch. I think a rematch would be really interesting, especially this is the first you give Daniel Boddicker – and that, deep and that that Shiner staff tape on Refurio, and what their new schemes are, mm-hmm. and I wonder how they're going to attack it. The it's
1: tough to beat time. a team twice when exactly. they're evenly matched. So. Probably
0: going to be a Victoria again. Probably yeah. going to be you know what I mean. Like
1: it's going to be a great atmosphere. Exactly. I, so I'd, I'd, I'd love like to see to it that again. Game. I'm
0: not I'm not saying Shiner's going to win it because yeah. I think Refurio was the better team on Friday night. I don't think that's a fluke. We, but I'd, I'd like to see it again. You
1: know we we we. We barbecued Refere- That's why I see week one, you always have to watch out for week yeah. one results. Because Referee got barbecued not just by us, but by a, lot, by a lot of people after they got torched by Hitchcock. Well, look at Hitchcock now. Number two. So, 9 and 0. Oh, yeah. With wins in their pocket over Columbus and Halotsville and Salado. I mean, they've got a really good resume for a 381 school. Right. So, you know, I don't feel, you know, you, you look at that and you're like, okay, well, Referee lost to a top, to the number two team in th- two divisions ahead of them. So, on the road playing a bunch of sophomores and freshmen in their first varsity games. So that's why week one, sometimes you have to, you know,
0: we always do overreact, but you try to remember not to overreact. Does Franklin over Lorena say more about Franklin or Lorena? Franklin. Do you think they're the best team in three D one?
1: Right now, yes. But I think, I mean, I'm impressed with Lorena, but I think Franklin decided, you know, They've been able to beat people. They've they've got that trick right where they can beat people without Bryson Washington. But when they need Bryson Washington, mm-hmm. like oh yeah, we got this guy going to Baylor who's just gonna run for six touchdowns. He, uh,
0: like I like I never
1: saw a total yardage on the yards he ran for Friday night. I'm sure I can find it. And he he probably if, if he would, if I would have gotten a nomination or stats, he probably would have made Mr. Texas Football nomination last week.
0: Um, let's. See.
1: I know I know he ran for six touchdowns and and a couple of them were long touchdown runs. So. Uh yeah, I th- I think it says more about Franklin and just how dynamic they are and, and how if even if you, even if you can hang with them, they still got that they got that dude.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but toot 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 um 308 for Bryce Washington. Seems they ran good. for 551. Yeah. Um How many
1: they throw for 0?
0: They might have, yeah. yeah. Um but I'll just say this that that you look at this um you like the 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 thing about Franklin and I'll just keep going back to it you have to play a perfect defensive game against them because they just they they are not they're a lot closer to the air raid than they are to like the liberty hill slot t mm. right because even though they run slot t wing t like one of those kind of old school formations they are so dynamic that if you give them a seam yeah they're going to they're going to take it to the house. Yeah, they're not a
1: plotting team. No, not, no, no, no,
0: no. They're a home running team. They're going
1: to break. That's why they're fun to watch cuz they they bust 60,
0: 70, 80 yard runs. Just on the regular. It's, yeah, so. it's nuts. Okay. Uh, does okay, then I guess the final one. What the hell do we do with this China Spring stevenville game? Because it it I'm, I'm serious when I tell you that was one of the wackiest endings I've seen in a high school football game. In
1: I would love to hear what China Springs logic was for throwing the football. I just don't lately. get it. I, did, I didn't.
0: And I, I, I'm, Maybe like, there is a logical thing. You know, I don't know. We're, not, we're on, the, we're on the, the premium podcast, so I don't yeah. mind saying this. Man... Tyler Beatty's pretty lucky that he's got yeah, Thomas Barr in his back pocket. because he was getting torched. He was on social media
1: and on message boards. He was getting. He's already. I mean, he was still.
0: He's. They won. They're still getting.
1: They're still torching
0: him. Right. So it's like, I mean, because I'm watching this game and like the the China Spring. Now I was watching the China Spring feed. The announcers are going nuts. Ah, they're going to win stuff like that. And then like they drop back to pass on first down after getting that pick. By the way, if you didn't hear, they picked off Steamville with like a minute and a half left. They're up seven. Up seven. All they got to do. Worst case scenario, you run the ball three times, make them burn their timeouts. You punt it.
1: Yeah. Um, um, does Steamville have all three timeouts? I know they had at least two. Okay. I'm I'm guessing if you have if they have three timeouts. Then you're thinking you're gonna have to get one first down, but I'm also thinking why why are you throwing on first down? Right. So they throw thrown first down. Maybe throw on third down. Maybe and it's
0: completely like a basically like a like a lateral, like essentially, and it was like or like a, like a real like quick pass, and it's like okay, okay, that that's a, a it's a long handoff long basically. Long handoff yeah. basically. Okay, that's fine. The second one, did he catch it or did he drop it? He caught it. He caught it, and they he caught it time timeout. It.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: The second down, they roll Cash McCollum to the right, and I'm going like, okay it's better be a, it's a designed run. It's, a, it, it it's looks like that. run to the sideline and, and, side and slide down. Slide mm-hmm. down. Okay, that's fine. Then he pulls up and throw, I'm going, wait, what? Then he gets picked off. You're like, wait, what? And suddenly the game is like in flux again. Steve, will one play and scores, goes for two correctly and gets it. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking this China Spring coaching staff is going to hear this. What were the announcers saying? They, they at- were just like, they were befuddled, baffled. Yeah. Just bamboozled. Isn't it? I'd, I guess I, I, maybe there is a reason. You maybe know? there is, but
1: maybe but there, I just don't. I've, on the outside looking in, I don't know me, what like the reason for,
0: is. For me, my thought is: you run the ball three times, and you make them use their timeouts. And you even if you even if you lose three yards on the to- total, you're punting it away. You're making them go seventy-five yards and um, and 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 score. On, you know, without you know, with no timeouts. Anyway, that's all to say. All that's to say, China Spring won the game. they did. They pulled it out. They pulled pulled a rabbit out. I would like to see a rematch of that. I think that the Stevenville defense played pretty well, and I think it's i'm I'm comfortable upgrading them from bad to not terrible. I think they're an average defense now, which I think is 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 much better than they were. yeah. yeah. I think they're an average defense now. Mm-hmm. And you can win with an average defense if you got a flamethrower. If you've got a flamethrower, yeah, which they do. Sure. Yeah. Um. I just love. I'd love to see it again. I'll say that. And it's a good chance we do. Now yeah.
1: there's going to be a couple teams in Region Two that have something to say, but I think those two. If I'm, if you ask me today, sports gun to the head, who's, who's making the Region Two final in 481?
0: Probably China Spring It's China Spring <laughs> Anyway, there's some week. Is there anything else from Week Nine you want to? I know mean, are the
1: big ones. I mean. Looks like we talked about the Arroyo, Ish will talk about it on the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great week. Great week of football, though. I mean, the play. I mean, I was working on six A. There's some. I'll say one thing. If you want, if you're looking for playoff wildness and playoff projections and scenario wildness, sixteen six A is <laughs> where it's at right now. It's the silliest thing. It's Sci Fair. It's every year one of these Sci yeah. districts just has insanity breakout, and it's broken out in sixteen six A. As you've got. Heading into week 10, Greg Tepper, Mm -hmm. you've got Cy Ranch leading the district at 4-1. Correct. Good. Good for them. 4-1, by the way. Notable. 4-1. 4-1. Yeah. Then you have a five-way tie for second place between Cy Cy, Cy Woods, Cy Springs, Cy Falls, Bridgeland, and Langham Creek, all at 3-2. Just nuts.
0: It's going to be fun Sprint yeah, to the dish that, If you want to watch a district, that, that's the district to watch this week. We've got two more weeks to go. Anyway, uh, it's time for our week 10 draft. Week 10 draft! It's our 10th draft of the year.
1: Yeah, we're getting close to playoff time.
0: Well, we're, I mean, two weeks from today, we're doing uh, bracket breakdowns.
1: We are, and uh, I'll be doing that from Canada. Uh, exactly.
0: Uh, anyway, if so My your wife f- decides to have her birthday the week the playoffs start every year. I am not going to slander your wife because I'm a smart fella, and she might listen to this podcast. She doesn't, but she might. That's right. Uh, this is your first episode of Step Step. Welcome. This is how it works. Step and I go back and forth selecting games we are most interested in. Uh, once it's picked, any game in the state is on the board. Uh, once it's picked, it's off the board. Uh, we'll round it all out. We'll go five rounds, and we'll round it all out with our hipster game of the week. This is prime hipster season. Prime hipster season. Oh, yeah. A lot of different ways to go. Uh, we've got a bunch of bunch of games out there. Uh, we did a coin flip before the show. I won the coin flip, so I get pick one one this week.
1: Damn it. That's
0: right. He's he's getting up He's walking out folks I I am going to go 7 o'clock Thursday night How about a Thursday night affair 7 o'clock Thursday night At Turner Field In Humble
1: Mm -hmm. I've been there
0: The District 21-6A title Is on the line Um, Almost certainly I guess one of these teams... I think Summer Creek
1: Creek could potentially get in there and wonk it
0: up. As the Umbla Tascasita Eagles take on the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs in a pretty critical district game here. And -hmm. uh, and there are other games in 6A, uh, including some that we may talk about a little later in the show, that are for district championships but are functionally irrelevant. Like... A perfect example, Dripping Springs and Lake Travis last week. Functionally (laughs) an irrelevant game from a seeding perspective, right? Means a lot to drip, (laughs) but irrelevant. Both these teams are going D1. Correct. So, this is for the district title, probably. This is for the number one seed in D1. And this is for a home game. A home game in the first round of the playoffs
1: guaranteed home game Now, Don't the loser yeah. the loser could cuz you know 6a the, the the people get confused about the rule in 6a and here were the with, refresh of the rules with so. home home games it's your district finish that determines whether you get a home game not your division 1 division 2 seed mm-hmm. so hypothetically you could be the division 2 number 2 seed and host the division 2 number 1 seed mm. if your district finish is second place and the one seed In the other side is a third place team. Right. It's based on whether you finish first or second in district. So if you're if you finish in second and you play a third place team in the first round, you're going to host no matter what your seat is. Now, if and if you're both second place in district, then you it's like a second round playoff game. You negotiate whether a neutral side or or a well, let's let's put
0: it this way. Right now, it looks like Deer Park is probably going to be. Probably going to finish second in District Twenty Two Six A. Yes. In my opinion, so then, so then this would be they co-
1: do they either flip for home and home, yeah. or they they agree to a neutral right. site. Right. So the winner guaranteed a home game, Correct. loser not guaranteed a home Correct. game. Yeah,
0: so I think Atascocita is a team that, and maybe it's because maybe they're a victim of their own like profile from last year. Mm-hmm. But I somehow think that this is a team that's flown under the radar. Um, they're seven and one. Their one loss on the year is a one was a one score loss at Katy. Okay, not a bad loss. Not a bad loss. File that under good losses. They have a win over Dickinson, which is a, a thirty seven point thumping of Dickinson, and they have a win over a team from Nevada, Liberty. I don't I don't know anything about Nevada.
1: No, I think they're like one of the better public school teams in yeah. the Las Vegas area. But you know, taking it forward worse.
0: And and a, so Atascosa, if you're unfamiliar with what they do. They've got quarterback Zion Brown, and they got running back Tory Blaylock.
1: Yeah, Zion Brown's a junior. Blaylock's a sophomore. Very young.
0: Very young, but they've got a lot of experience because Zion Brown stepped in last year and and took over. Yes,
1: and Blaylock played a lot as a freshman. He, I I remember I I watched them play Guyer in the regular season, and Blaylock was getting,
0: getting a lot of run. So these two teams, like this, is an offense that I would categorize as good, but if you are looking for those. A task the teams that were hanging seventy burgers on people with, on on the regular. This isn't that often.
1: Yeah, not as dynamic for sure.
0: Not as dynamic. What is dynamic is their defense. Mm-hmm. I think their defense is awesome. It's really underrated. Uh, Samu Tamano Pepe, their defensive lineman, the AM and M commit. You did, you did well with that name. I, I... he's like three bills, three fifty. He's mm-hmm. a big
1: old boy. I I think he's more like now he's lost. I, I one time he was like three ninety. He's a big old but he boy. moves well. Yeah. And he, he in the middle, he's just um, he's an anchor. He, you can't move him.
0: And this is a defense that is allowing right at seven points a game. They've been excellent to start uh, defensively all year long. Uh, they, in district play, they've given up a grand total of 13 points. They gave up seven to Beaumont Westbrook. They gave up six last week to, Shel- to CE King. That's it. They ba- they basically, they've had one game where someone scored double-digit points, and it was Katie. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's a Tascasita, but that is ultimately, in my opinion, and I mean this with all due respect to Craig Stump's ball club, that is backdrop to what is the real question here, which is what is this North Shore team now? Because mm-hmm. we'll find out now. So North Shore, if you're unfamiliar, North Shore lost their quarterback, at least for now. We have not seen Caleb Bailey, their quarterback. They, we lo- they lost him in the C.E. King game? Summer Creek game? Summer Creek. Summer Creek. No, C.E. King. C.E. King. C.E. King. E. King. They were they had that game well in hand. He gets, or or rather, the, he got hurt early mm-hmm. in but that they, game. They end up pulling away. They're better than C.E. King. Yeah. They win thirty-eight-three. Tw- defense really steps up. The next week they play Summer Creek, and they win 34-27. But the offense is, in my opinion, at that point pretty clearly a question mark. In the defense, know. I mean, I in the defense, I mean, yeah, right. They, so, they've shown some vulnerability. So what they've done is they've taken wide receiver David Amador, also known as
1: Touchdown, Dave.
0: Touchdown, Dave. They've moved him over to quarterback.
1: If we need him to stick, we're the only ones saying it right now. If I they, don't care. He's if down, they make Dave. a playoff run, we've got to make it stick.
0: I said it on scoreboard. I'll keep yeah. saying it. This is, and, and since then, by the way, since that Summer Creek game, they played Westbrook and they played Umble, They're a lot better than those two teams. Yeah, Just a lot better. Mm-hmm. And their offense looked good. How much... Does the offense? How much is that? Uh, is that offense impacted by not having Bailey presumably back there? We haven't heard that he's going to come back, so right now I'm assuming it's going to be David. Amell.
1: Yeah, we're going to assume Caleb is out until, until he's, we either he until he plays or we hear that he's out for the season. Exactly, so until he shows up.
0: Yep. So, that's the real question. Now the defense has been very strong for the most part, uh, and the defense is at full strength. But that's really the question mark: is what does this North Shore offense look like? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Atascocita is going to get them. I've got questions about this North Shore offense, and especially going up against a ferocious defense like this. I think it's low scoring. I think this game is in the 20s. Uh, but I think Atascocita is going to get them. So
1: North Shore, North Shore. This is this is not a big North Shore team. This is a smallish and fast. By North, North Shore team. by North Shore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah small, fast. so the, it's the matchup is interesting because what Atascocita does well on offense, North Shore, it's where they're a little weaker is in their front seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, typically Itasca Cedar has been an aired out team and that North Shore secondary is one of the best in the state. Mm-hmm. So can they exploit that weakness? And then North Shore's offensive line, can they handle the Itasca City defensive line? So I, I think I think it's, it's not an outlandish pick to pick – Atascaceda, I'm, I'm leaning North Shore just because North Shore's sure. had their number, but I, don't, I, I can see a path to victory for Atascaceda in this game. Absolutely. And uh, by the way, it's going to be on Texan Live. It yeah,
0: will be on Texan Live, so you should make sure you check that out. I'm going to take North Shore and Atascaceda with my first pick. What is your first pick, Matthew?
1: I hate to go back-to-back big school, but Here we I go. got it's a, to. No,
0: it's a really nice week in the big school.
1: Yeah, it's a like, little
0: – small school week is a little – I was scripting the picks, and I started realizing, like, man, I'm doing a kind lot of 6A games. It's
1: kind of mid. It's of kind of mid in the small a schools games. this yeah. week. Uh, 7.30 Friday night at Panther Stadium in Duncanville. The DeSoto Eagles, now ranked in the top ten, take on mm-hmm. the Duncanville Panthers. DeSoto 7-1, Duncanville 7-0. Old rivals meeting up again, and uh, Duncanville's won four in a row over DeSoto, including two playoff wins. Mm. Now remember, Duncanville and DeSoto did not play in 2018 or 2019, they were in different districts and didn't That's meet right. up in the playoffs. That's so right. they went. So the last time DeSoto beat Duncanville, Todd Peterman was the head coach of DeSoto. Yep. I and Todd that. Peterman is now at D- Duncanville on staff. Woo. So that's a little interesting subplot as well. The last Saucy. time last time DeSoto beat him, the, their head coach was now now coaching at Duncanville. So interesting there. Uh Duncanville's won last two last four meetings, and and for the most part, Duncanville's been pretty dominant. DeSoto's kept it close for a half or so. But in the end, it's been Duncanville's dominance in the trenches that has been the difference in these games. And that's the question again this year. Duncanville on the front especially their defensive front seven is absolutely elite mm-hmm. the question is going to DeSoto's got playmakers they're Jonte Cook DJ Bailey Trey their Tiger Ryden they they're loaded at they the are skill loaded position. man. Cedric they Harden are, at receiver
0: DeSoto's they would be talent. the most they would be the most kick-ass NFL blitz team of all time yeah I mean
1: they were pretty kick-ass 7-on-17 yes. this year they, they were pretty awesome <laughs> uh but they're not going to be able to do anything if the offensive line can't block Duncanville's front seven. Mm-hmm. DJ Bailey cannot be running for his life. If, Duncan, if DeSoto's offensive line can protect against Duncanville's defensive line, I think DeSoto's got a shot here because I think their skill talent's good enough to exploit Duncanville, which their secondary is good but not – it's a, way, it's a weak point. Yeah, the, the two, and Duncanville's offensive line is good, but not as good as it has been. So can, Dunk, can DeSoto play him to a stalemate with their defensive line, and can their offensive line hold up and give D.J. Bailey time to throw? I mean, Duncanville's offense is fine. Keelan, They're throwing it a little bit. Keelan Russell threw for four touchdowns last week, but it was against Skyline. Would you like to guess how many yards Skyline had last week against Duncanville in their 63-0 loss? Ooh.
0: I'm going to say 69 yards.
1: Nice, but no. One.
0: Oh, God. Skyline had— I'm Sorry, Skyline. <laughs> I don't mean to yeah, laugh.
1: Poor Skyline had one yard of offense and one first down against Duncanville. They threw for 13 yards and had negative 12 yards rushing oh, for the game. That just shows you how ferocious the Duncanville front seven, when locked in, can be.
0: This is, this is irrelevant, but um, Mansfield-Timberview did a similar thing to— Dallas Sunset last week. Yeah. It was like they had nineteen yards total offense, but like they threw for like sixty yards. And
1: ran for like negative fifty.
0: It was it was really bad, yeah. 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 Anyway. So
1: I I think it's gonna be a great game. The atmosphere is gonna be insane. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a, it's gonna be something to behold. I think our buddy Mike Roach is going to this game. It's at Dunkinville, right? It's at Dunkinville, yeah. Both you know, Dunkin'ville's got a great stadium. Mm-hmm. Um by the way, Dunkin'ville underrated baseball they've got one of the best high school baseball stadiums around hmm. really cool high school baseball stadium uh, but I th- I think DeSoto can win this game but I'm not picking it I-, I need to see DeSoto handle and at least play play to a stalemate in the trenches against Duncanville
0: that's it I, this, that's,
1: that's, that's, that's where this game going to be won and lost this
0: is a referendum on Duncanville up front yeah. on both both sides of the ball because mm-hmm. they have an opportunity to get after this Duncanville offensive line they really do and DeSoto, off, DeSoto offensive line yeah and, but this is, like, for me, this is about whether, how far DeSoto's come. Because you go back to, like, the last year, and it's just like, Duncanville's fronts just go, it just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they will, I think, it's, it's crazy to say, they're more dynamic. They've got the better weapons than, than Duncanville. Absolutely. DeSoto does. Yeah, yeah, And so, sure. if they can just, if they, again, don't win, don't lose it up front don't yeah. lose the game
1: If up you don't front. lose it up front, you can win it with your skill guys. Correct. So.
0: Exactly right. It's an interesting game. I think I, I, can't, I can't pick Duncanville or DeSoto until they do it. Yeah. You know? But this does feel like their best chance in a while.
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, because the even the ones that were close last year, we never really thought DeSoto was really in those games. I think yeah. this is their best shot during this. 2017, when when the first Duncanville win was a close game, I think Duncanville won 24-14. Yeah. But I was at that game and never really thought DeSoto's offense could ever get going in that game.
0: Next up. My second pick. 7 o'clock Friday night. Let's go to the Brazos Valley, to Cougar Field, in College Station. As... Uh, the biggest game in the Brazos Valley is the two biggest programs in the Brazos Valley. As the A&M Consolidated Tigers visit the College Station Cougars in a, in a really interesting matchup that I'm not sure. I haven't decided if it got more or less interesting last week. Okay. Um, because the argument that it got less interesting is that it is no longer straight up for the district championship. Because, if you missed it, College Station lost to Georgetown and kind of lost. That game was a lot closer than it actually was.
1: Georgetown raced out to a 35-3. to three. I saw that halftime score, and I thought someone was screwing around on the app. Yeah. 35-3 at the half. And yes. then I got on Twitter and uh, believe uh, the Eagles' Jake Weiss was reporting on yes. that game. And I was like, oh, well. yeah. And I, I, was actually surprised that College Station made it somewhat interesting. But yeah, it was
0: thirty-five-three at the half. So let's talk a little bit about any Consolidate because I don't think we've mentioned them a ton. And Not since they lost to Lufkin. They which lost is a. They lost to Lufkin, which is a mystifying loss. It is like Lufkin's okay, but like at home, probably shouldn't have lost that game, especially the way they did. They kind of mm-hmm. got. Kind of got torched. They got, no, yeah, they could not stop Lufkin. If it weren't for that, we'd be, we probably be singing the praises of Lee Fedora and, and this Tigers bunch. But this is a really intriguing ga- uh, team. Um, Will Hargett, they're really young. Mm-hmm. And so both these teams actually are reliant on a lot of youngsters, um, and that's one of the things that makes this um, so interesting. Is that if you take a look at A&M Consolidated, a lot of their key, the, their key positions. Are saw our underclassmen. Will Hargett, the quarterback, has been very strong. They've got a, a pair of junior running backs in Keyshawn Thomas and Trey Taylor. Uh, their receiving core. Uh, their leading receiver is Wesley Greaves, who's a, who's a, who's a senior. Mm-hmm. But past that, you got guys like Peyton Bjork, who is like a, a, a go-to guy. He's, he's you know he's kind of a, more of a short-yardage specialist. This team, especially offensively, is very young. You could also say the same thing for College Station. College Station has a number of of Important key youngsters, uh, one of which went went nuts in a losing effort last week in that sophomore running back Aiden Martinez Brown. He ran for like two two forty or something like mm-hmm. he was going nuts. They've got a, they've they they haven't really settled on a quarterback. They've kind of bounced between a couple of guys. Uh, last week, I want to say at least two different guys took snaps. Pull out their box score real quick. Yeah, uh, they've got a, a junior in in uh, in Alex Maiden. Is that right, Alex Maiden? Sounds right, he said to himself. Arrington Maiden, he said. They've got him, uh, as well as Kate Corcoran, who's a sophomore. Haven't really determined. They, it didn't matter last week because, A, they lost, but, B, they were leaning a lot more on the running game with, a, uh, with Martinez Brown. Mm. So, two young teams. I think a lot of this comes down to whether or not College Station can get home on their pass rush and, and, and rattle this young quarterback in Hargett. Mm-hmm. Allow me to, to suggest something. I think last week, the College Station loss to Georgetown was port- has been portended for a while. I think these wheels have been wobbling. Now this is hindsight. Now, mm-hmm. if they had gone out and trounced College Station, it been, it would have been would this? Well, like I wouldn't be saying this, but go back three weeks ago, they beat Cedar Park seventeen nothing. Now Cedar Park's better than their three and five record indicates. They are just brutal, brutal district, brutal non district. Exactly. Schedule, yeah, but. 17 nothing. okay, first time they kind of looked flawed, especially because they'd really been rolling since then. Then the week before, they go at home to Leander Glenn Oh
1: yeah, and like need
0: to survive in overtime, 27-24.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're going, okay, well, I mean, it goes in the left-hand column, but there's some wobbles. And then last week, big wobbles. Big yes. wobbles, especially in that first half. I I think to the trajectory of this College Station program is really troubling right now. I think the they're last, not playing well. I think the last three games they have something's happened, and they have suddenly not been the team that they were in the first. Especially you know that loss to Lovejoy, you know is, is aged okay. That loss to fourth Nolan Catholic or the win over fourth Nolan Catholic is pretty good, and then that win against Temple is really nice. It's a nice win. I think I like Consol. I think that the trajectory is a lot more promising for mm-hmm. the Tigers. But the other thing about this, you know, the last time Am Consol they beat College Station, it's been a little. They haven't played in a few years. The answer is never. Really? College Station's four 0 all time against Consol.
1: That's weird cause usually it's it's the big brother exactly who right. dominates. Yeah.
0: It's a College Station has been the dominant force. They're four 0 all time.
1: That that is a fun fact.
0: So, can they get it? I think. I think. I, I like the trajectory.
1: Fedora's and had this one circled on the calendar. I
0: like the way Consolidate's playing now mm-hmm. much more than I like the way College Station is playing now. I think if this were three weeks ago, four weeks ago, this would be a different conversation. Mm-hmm. The, last week, the last few weeks really spooked me about College Station. So I'm going with College that's, Station.
1: That's hashtag analysis right there. there. I there like go. it. What's your second pick?
0: Let's go small school, Greg Tepper. Let's do it. Let's get
1: our first small school game on the board. Friday night, 7.30. At Lions Stadium in Kaufman, as the checks watch, checks notes. Seven and one Sulphur Springs Wildcats come to town to take on the six and two Kaufman Lions, who at one point were state ranked. And this is a game straight up for second place, at least possibly. Now Sulphur Springs can still ch- beat Anna next week and win a district championship, but for Kaufman, if they want to have any shot at possibly getting second place, they got to win this game. Can we talk ball coaches for a minute? Sure.
0: Brandon Faircloth, Derek Sulphur Springs. He's 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 in contention for four A Coach of the Year, dude. So if you don't remember, Sulphur Springs was zero and ten last year. Yep, and I think the year before they were two and eight. Like they were,
1: they had won two games in the last two years.
0: This program has been down bad. Yeah, and now they're they've got an opportunity to finish second in that district. They have an
1: opportunity to win the district. They do, yeah. You know, yeah, but. They'll be both these teams, you know, Coughlin's already lost to Anna, so, Sulphur Springs will probably be an underdog to Anna, but, but phew, I mean, they so could, get a district cha- They could
0: host a district championship game next next week if they yeah, win the
1: game. Yeah. and it's going to be in Sulphur Springs And Prim Stadiums, a tough place to play. Exactly right. You can go to Sulphur Springs and go use the 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 glass-doored bathroom, glass window bathroom in downtown So, Sul- you know, downtown Sulphur Springs has a has a public restroom that you can go like it's it's glass. It's all the way around, but it's one-way glass. So you can see out, but they can't see in. So you're sitting there dropping a deuce in downtown Sulphur Springs and looking (laughs) out at everybody walking around. Yeah, look it up. Okay, talk about the game. I'm looking this up. Yeah, seriously. So back to
0: football. Talk about Sulphur.
1: I've actually dropped a deuce there.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Tepper's found it. Um, Sulphur Springs last week rivalry game against Paris they win 21-14 kind of a slugfest I watched a good portion of this game uh, last night just kind of getting a feel for what Sulphur Springs looked like uh, junior quarterback Brady Driver threw three touchdown passes two to C.J. Williams and Sulphur Springs in the second half pitched a shutout uh, very very good defensive effort from the Wildcats and typically Brandon Faircloth teams are not known for defense at least his teams at PNG weren't known for defense they're known they, they played great defense, defense against Paris they're going to need to repeat it this week against a very good Kaufman team. Bounced back nice from that loss to Anna. Knocked off Maybank 31-7 in a battle of 175 there. Sulphur Springs is 7-1, but they're also the product of, I think, of, of some, some smart non-district scheduling. Um, Kauffman's a little more battle-tested. Their, their two losses are to Crandall, who's a 5A playoff team, and to Anna. They own a win over Lindale. This is a pretty good Kaufman ball club. I'm leaning towards Kaufman at home to get this win by about you know, ten to thirteen points. Now let's talk about the, the, the bathroom in Sulfur Springs. So
0: there's a there's a lot to break down here. I found a Texas monthly article. Sulfur Springs' glass walled public toilet vo- vies to succeed Bucky's as America's best restroom.
1: It's a nice bathroom too.
0: It is a very nice bathroom according to the photos. And you're right, you can see straight out. The other thing, and here's a fun fact that'll take you five seconds. That article is written by Jason Cohen. Jason Cohen wrote the 2014 cover story for Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the, the, which was the, the Baylor Art Bryle story. So we don't talk a ton about that. Yeah. But yes, I. Oh my gosh! There's this is we fascinating. Have to, Sulphur Springs hosts a lot
1: of playoff games. Costs
0: fifty four thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. But it bring people will drive off the interstate and get in go into town just to use that and see it. Yeah, so we 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 need to have DCTF we to, Thursday night playoff game 8 a.m. in Sulphur to Springs. 10 p.m. It's open. Thursday night playoff game in Sulphur Springs. Let's go. Let's all stop at the glass the, the glass bathroom. Let's all not video tape us using the bathroom. That'd be weird. I think they make pornos about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but if videotape is us like going to check out the bathroom and and, and the aftermath of it and there, all, all that other stuff and uh i think i think it's a pretty cool thing and it's a, it's a unique tourist attraction at sulfur springs Jason, has.
0: Jason Cohen also wrote a story in the 2008 13 October 2013 uh, about the bucky's bathroom and the, the headline is holy crap.
1: That's genius. What a what a legend. Yes, <laughs> Sulfur Springs Bathroom okay. Talk on t- on, on Boy, stuff.
0: that's why you guys sign up. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We'll, we'll try to keep it from being scatological the rest of the way. But, we'll try. Uh, we'll give it a shot. Goodness. Okay. Now we get into the interesting topic of my third pick, Matthew. Still some good ones on the board. A lot of good ones on the board, and I don't like being big school snob, but I think that i got to go with this one.
1: There's one glaring one on the board still.
0: Is it a matchup of unbeaten's? Yeah. It's the o- it's one of only two matchups of unbeaten's. Are you going to take the other one? What's the other one? Uh, Mar- Mart and Dawson. No. You're not going to take Martin Dawson. I
1: didn't even know I didn't know Dawson
0: was undefeated. Shout out Dawson. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Eight zero.
1: Did not know they were undefeated.
0: Seven o'clock, seven thirty, I think. Seven thirty, Friday night at Dragon Stadium in Southlake. As the Southlake Carroll Dragons at 8-0, well, 7 o'clock I should say, seven, uh, welcome in the 8-0 Byron Nelson Bobcats for, again, a District 4-6-A championship game, straight up, no doubt about it, every other team got at least two losses in District. And
1: possibly for playoff seeding.
0: Possibly for playoff seeding. We should talk about the small panic we had on the sideline in far <laughs> on Friday, yeah, no, on Thursday, night. Yeah, there was some... Because... Haltum winless Haltum mm-hmm. was up at halftime rather comfortably
1: 35-14
0: on Keller Keller Timber Creek which would have thrown the
1: entire thing into disarray would have sent probably F- Fossil Ridge back into the playoff race and would have sent uh, Southlake Carroll possibly to the Division 1 bracket
0: now there's still a lot to des- determine I would say right now Southlake Carroll is probably 70% D2 30% D1 would be my kind of I'd, rough estimate. Pretty, yeah. It's it's getting. I mean, it, it's it's it grows every week. Yeah, uh, but in any case, this could be for district seating. South Lake Carroll is uh, an interesting squad because of again what we've had to see because of quarterback entry. Mm. Their quarterback is um their, their quarterback. If you missed it, Caden Caden Anderson, the Wyoming commit, um, is out. And, f- and and from what we understand, they don't expect him back this week. I don't know if they've made any sort of announcement. But what I understand is that this is a longer-term injury. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to come back for the playoffs maybe, but almost certainly after the rest of the regular season. Is that a fair assessment of the state of play? I
1: would say it's pretty fair that he's not going to play in the regular season okay. for
0: sure. So he's not going to play in this game. They have. Uh, you're never going to believe this, but they've, uh, they've, they've got another quarterback. No way. Graham Knowles is his name. And he's like thirty feet tall, and like can throw the ball over those mountains. Yeah, he is. But in serious, in all seriousness, I think he's like 6'5". six five.
1: Six five. I was six five, six six. He's a big kid.
0: Big old boy, sophomore though, sophomore. And for Southlake Carroll, in many respects, this is the first real test without Kane Anderson. Because Kane Anderson, did he go out against Keller? Yeah, in the second quarter. Second quarter, and that game got to be real.
1: Yeah, I think Southlake won by three. They did. Yeah, it was a close game.
0: Since then, they've played Eaton and Keller Central. They're a lot better than them. They rolled over them appropriately. Well, here's a team that can punch back. Here's a team that can punch back, because Byron Nelson, if you're unfamiliar with what the Bobcats have cooking, they're rolling right now, and a lot of it has to do with their defense. Their Mm -hmm. defense has been very strong.
1: Yes, that's kind of the underrated part. I mean, we talk about Byron Nelson. We usually talk about the offense, Mm -hmm. and their defense has been good.
0: Now, the offense is still there. Jake Wilson, their quarterback, has been great. Aaron Darden, they run the ball very well. This is a team, that, but the defense has been so much better than it was last year, Mm -hmm. and that is the real key for them in this game. Can they rattle Graham Knowles? The other question in this game, though, I think is about how much they can contain Owen Allen. Owen Allen's the real secret weapon for Southlake Carroll. Maybe he's not secret anymore. <laughs> he been, shouldn't be. Yeah, he's four. He's been around four years. But like, you think of Carroll and you think of like the wide open spread, throwing the mm. ball around. Riley Dodge, right? Yeah. You three, think of dodgeball. Yeah. They they run the stinking ball and they yeah. run the ball really well. And a lot of it is because a offensive line's very good. But yeah. also, they're, they're oh, Owen Allen's special, and
1: then they're leaning into it because of the breaking right. the sophomore quarterback trying to you know,
0: not give him too much, you know, put, put too much of the game on his shoulders. Right. So how much can't, to, a lot of this comes down to, priority one and every coach in America says is, we got to stop the run. We got to stop the run. We got to mm-hmm. stop the run. Well, especially in this game for Nelson, Byron Nelson's got to stop the run. If they slow down Owen Allen and make Graham Knowles beat them, I think they'll have a great chance to win this game. agree. The other thing is, I would say that for Southlake Carroll, how many super high-powered offenses have they faced? I mean, all year. Zero. Keller, maybe?
1: Is Keller the most potent? I mean, I, don't, I can't remember who South played. Because their
0: non-district is El Paso Eastwood. They're yeah. still up there now. I think we'll yeah. admit that. Cedar Hill, who's way down. Cedar Hill's way down. And Flower Mound Marcus.
1: Who's pretty down. It's either, it's either Keller or Marcus so the two most powerful offenses they've played all year. Right. And so, Byron Nelson will be the best offense they've played by a right. decent margin.
0: So this is a big test. I like Carroll at home. Carroll doesn't lose at home. So I like him at Dragon Stadium. But... Uh, watch this space. This is yeah. a real test for them, and there is a very clear, I think, very obvious path for Nel- Byron Nelson to win this game. So
1: Byron Nelson's got the best quarterback in this game. Jake Wilson is absolutely. A, He's a dude, a stud, and they're they're legit. Yeah. I think they're going to be a problem come playoff time. Here's the other thing: loser of this game gets guy one round earlier.
0: hmm So a lot on the line here. A Lot on the line. I like Southlake Carroll and Byron Nelson. What's your third pick, Matthew?
1: Third pick. I'm gonna go seven thirty Friday night. I don't remember what the name of the stadium is now, but it's in Lubbock. As the Amarillo Tascosa Rebels at seven and one, four and zero in district, visit the Lubbock Cooper Pirates, also seven and one and four and zero in district. Some
0: Plains Capital State Bank.
1: That's that's uh, Lubbock. That's, that's Lubbock ISD. Yeah. Now, now I'm gonna have to look up the name of the stadium. Lubbock Cooper. I got it. So we're actively Googling the name of Lubbock Cooper Stadium. This is great. I don't think it's, it's Pirate people, Stadium or anything.
0: Take. It's Pirate Stadium.
1: Is it Pirate Stadium? It's what, it's what oh, I- Pirate Stadium at First United Park. That's the one. Mm. There you go. Anyway, go on. There you
0: go. Uh, if you like defense
1: and you like running game... Bro, this is your jam if right you, here.
0: If you want a fourteen to ten ass game.
1: <laughs> you might get it. <laughs> you might get it. Here. You might and in the words of in the words of a great man named Craig Way, this is gonna be a rock fight. Yes, it will. Um these two are, you know, Tascosa, they do it differently. Tascosa mm-hmm. runs the flex bone. Lubbock Cooper's more of a power spread team. But even though Lubbock Cooper's in the spread, their na- their 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 nature is being physical. They want to run the football mm-hmm. and they want to run the ball right at you. Both these defenses Really, really good. Tascosa's got the headliner Avion Carter, the TCU commit. Um, Tascosa, I think, their young offense was, up until last week, was really starting to figure things out. I've been really impressed with what Tascosa had been doing. And then last week, they kind of lay an egg against Caprock. And Caprock's fine. Boy, they did. Caprock's fine. And it's a rivalry game. Amarillo to to ISD. Overtime? But they, they went to overtime with Amarillo Caprock. pull it out, a 34-28 win. Now, were they looking ahead did they they look past caprock a little bit because they had cooper on the horizon maybe and it almost came back to bite them um but they've been tascos has been really good they spent most of the season in the top 10 of the 5a division one poll and i would say at the moment outside of alito they're probably they're probably the team that's most poised to challenge alito in region one at the moment love it cooper they've transitioned to division one quite well they're you know been just kind of bobbing along they they, they got pushed by abilene a couple weeks ago they won they won they beat abilene 11 to 8 a couple of weeks ago in a weird huh. another weird scored game they beat lubbock monterey last week 31 well judd thrash and lubbock monterey they're struggling they're 0 and 8 uh i didn't realize that yeah they're 0 and 8 uh cooper beats monterey 31 14 in four games chip darden's defense the, at the cooper our averaging our allowing about 14 points a game um which is pretty dang good um they're not. Like I said, they're not really dynamic offensively. What they are really good at is is controlling the clock, moving the chains to that big offensive line. But I think Tascosa, even though they're on the road, gets the edge because I think they're just a little more dynamic than Lubbock Cooper. Mm-hmm. And I think their playmakers in space are going to make just one or two more plays that prove to be the difference. But I, I think this is going to be, like, like you said, I, I could see – like a seventeen fourteen, mm-hmm. just kind of rock fight kind of game. Out in West Texas, it's probably gonna be windy. It's gonna be cold. Cold front's coming through. I think I'm wearing I think I'm gonna wear pants for the first time at a football game this year.
0: Yeah, boy.
1: Cause I've I've worn shorts at every game up up to this point. So I think I'm gonna bust you know, I think Friday night I'll be I'll be out east, but
0: love that energy.
1: I looked at the forecast Friday night and it's gonna be in East Texas in the low sixties. So I can't imagine what it's gonna be Friday night in Lubbock. Hmm. I'd imagine it's going to be in the, f- in the fift- 40s or oh, 50s. No. So oh, no. give me Tascosa in a close one. I think their skill players make a play or two down the stretch.
0: All right, Math Step. I am going to go. There's games there. Seven o'clock. Friday night, it's small school, Tep, at Bulldog Stadium in scenic Somerset, Texas. As the district, again almost certainly the district 14 4 a division one title is on the line as the Bernie Greyhounds at eight and O visit the Somerset Bulldogs at seven and one in a real under the radar game. And part of it is that in the San Antonio area, like, it's all big schools. Yeah, the 6As take up a lot of the oxygen. Like, right. the game of the week in San Antonio is going to be Judson and Steel. Everyone's going to be paying attention to Judson and Steel because it's two, like, powers and blah, blah, blah. Steel's going to roll. I kind of think so, too. Anyway, all that's to say, this game is probably getting the short end of the, of the stick, and it shouldn't. I think it's th- really this is clearly, in
1: my opinion, the best game in, San- in the 2 one of. I think week. that's
0: right. N- perhaps you're unfamiliar with what Somerset's doing. Uh, Coy Detmer... Still cooking out there. Um, Got them at seven and one, and a lot of what they've been able to do. Like it's funny that you think of like, oh, Coy Detmer definitely going to be throwing the ball over. Oh yeah, run and shoot, run run and shoot, slinging around. Not really. They they they're much. Let me put it this way: they throw the ball, but they are very balanced. Yeah, they've got
1: a really good off op- for. They've, yes. they've got a kid on the offensive line. It's committed to Rice.
0: Yeah, they got like he's like uh it's like 6'8". Uh, ma-
1: massive kid.
0: Philip Gallegos is six seven three oh five. Yeah, they they, they just they're get beefy. behind. Yeah, they, they they're big up front on both they're, sides of the ball, and they run the ball pretty well. Jacob Alcorta and uh, Josiah Lugo, they run the ball well. Kobe Isbell, their quarterback, is solid. Is solid, but like. They're not asking him to throw the ball 50 times a game. No. It's it's much more balanced than you'd think. The other thing that I think is is intriguing about them and why I give them a chance in this game is that I think their defense is playing pretty well, and especially playing pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. Their defense has been playing well. They're taking on Bernie. Now, Bernie is 8-0. They've got a couple of what I would classify as pretty signature wins. They've got a win over Corpus Christi Flower Bluff in the mm-hmm, opener. Mm-hmm. they got a win over at Gregory Portland, which has mm-hmm. aged pretty well. It's two
1: good 5A teams. Two
0: good 5A teams. Uh... But they also have not played anybody in their weight class in a month and a half. They played Fredericksburg yet? No, they closed with Fredericksburg. Okay, so they are th- the 2 tough games. Here. Yeah, two. Down it's, the it's backloaded. It's backloaded. Now, Bernie's a real stinking deal. I'm not afraid to say it. I've been impressed
1: losing Rashawn Galloway last mm-hmm. year. We thought maybe they'd take a step back, and they've done anything but. Jackson
0: Baize, I think it B-A-I-Z-E. B-A-I-Z-E. I've, I've, I've Bays, never, maybe Bays, Bays, Jackson Baize, Yeah, um, the sophomore is. Really lighten it up. 1,829 touchdowns to four interceptions for a sophomore. Okay. They're also young. They, they're leading rusher as a sophomore in Adam Hicks. They're, se- they're, they're, they've got a senior leading receiver in Braden Bays, but they've also got a, a nice, like, group of youngsters uh, in, in, uh, TJ Dement, in, uh, in Brooks Perez, in, in, uh, Caleb Cloutier. They are all underclassmen. So they're, this is a young Bernie team for Shane yeah, Hendricks' yeah, and yeah. company. Um, and and one thing that I think is one of the reasons that I'm drawn to this game is I think this is a real litmus test for if Bernie is the real deal in Region 4. Because you could talk me into it not being Cal Allen. Right now, Cal Allen has been number three in the rankings mm. for a long time. They got that
1: win over Cuero. They got the
0: win over Cuero.
1: Nice they, win over Alice yeah, last week. Although they... You know, Alice? I think Alice is pretty good. I think, I think, think Alice good. might Maybe be the third, third or fourth best, you know. best team in the region. Yeah,
0: but here's the question. The question is, like this is this is rubber meeting road for Bernie. Mm-hmm. A regional contender wins this game and wins this game comfortably. But Somerset's not going to go quietly. I think this game's really interesting. I like Bernie in it, but I think we learn a lot more about like the shape of Region Four mm-hmm. coming out of this game. With Bernie and, yeah. and,
1: and Somerset. And the loser of this game draws much like the Geyer uh, the the South Lake Byron Nelson game drawing Guyer around early, the loser of this game is gonna be on the same side of the bracket as Cal Allen. Right. So, so they're gonna draw Cal Allen. A
0: lot a lot to a lot earlier. at stake here. So I like Bernie and Somerset. What's your fourth pick, Matthew? I'm gonna go small school as well. And I'm gonna go Friday night, seven
1: o'clock, in Texoma, heading up to Grayson County. In the I got heartbroken by Brock Bowl as oh, the Paradise wow. Panthers at eight and one take on the Whitesboro Bearcats at six and one. Both God. of these teams. Can we have a conversation about Brock? Sure. Let's have it. Let's let's discuss Brock.
0: I'm starting to think that
1: that there's some some real issues there. I mean, I think the key is going to be how good are Paradise and Whitesboro? That's the question. That's there. They're combined fourteen and two. So looking at the records, and I've seen Paradise. Paradise is pretty good, but how good? And I think I, I don't think that question is going to get answered until we we get to the first round of the playoffs. It's
0: one of the. I got to be honest. This strikes me as one of those things that for Brock, like we've given them the benefit of the doubt all year, right? Yeah. They super tough schedule, hung in a lot of those games. Understandable, like record, right? But I'm starting to think that a team like Brock, we're not going to know till it's too late. You yeah, know, I think we're one of those teams. I, we either, I mean, if they win Region One, I think we'll feel kind of yeah, justified. I think we will. That's, but yeah. that's the bar. Yeah, because they were our that's preseason bar number that
1: one. That's Brock's yeah. has the bar that Brock has set for themselves. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting with Brock. I think I think you're right with with that. Look at Paradise and Whitesboro. Paradise last week loses to Brock eighteen to thirteen. Brock jumps out twelve nothing on 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 Paradise. I'm like, okay, Brock's gonna win you know comfortably you know twenty eight nothing thirty five seven kind of game. Ho hum. And Austin Iglesias and the Panthers just rally back, take a 13-12 lead, and and Brock needs a touchdown with a minute 10 left Mm -hmm. to beat Paradise, to get out of there with the win. Uh, Whitesboro had last week off, so they've had two weeks to stew on their loss to Brock, 39-35, where I don't know if you saw the play where at the very end of the game where Mac Harper got tackled on the one-yard line. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. As time expired and yes it was very close let's say yeah really really close so whitesboro's had two weeks to stew on that i cannot imagine how amped up they're going to be to get to just get that bad taste out of their mouth Mm -hmm. paradise is a really good team they're eight and one and they've dismantled dismantled some good football teams but Whitesboro playoff tested, went to the regional final last year. They've been had a bye week, so they've been two weeks to get ready for this game. I think Whitesboro is going to get the win and, and possibly make a statement in this game. That Whitesboro, you know, it might be one of those deals where Whitesboro is ready now for Brock. Like it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get our rematch of Brock in the fourth round. Now, Bushland and Shallow Water are gonna have something to say about that. Sure. But if they get their rematch of Brock, I wonder if maybe it's it's Whitesboro's time. So give me the Bearcats in this one. I think that I think they're the real deal this year.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to concede that, that, that Whitesboro and Paradise might be like that may actually be and especially like what do you do in, in region one if Bushland's gonna like what the heck like uh, do you think it down, they down, Shallow Water was up thirty four seven dude in that it's game a weird I was shocked. maybe Shallow Water's really good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Anyway, that's an excellent pick. Boy, I could go real hipstery with my final pick. And I'm gonna. I like it. 7:30 p.m. Friday night at Pruitt Field. Pruitt Field is in gorgeous Jonesboro, Texas. as we have driven a, through there. We have a state-ranked matchup in 1A Division one, Six-man as number three May visits number four Jonesboro. Okay. In a fabulous game. Jonesboro's one loss on the year is to Westbrook, who is the number two team in 1A Division I. Um, so there's, there's, they're the team right above them. And that was a relatively competitive game, 30-14. to 14. That was a, a really competitive game for Eddie Gallegos' squad. Since then, they have been rolling. Matthew, they do have a win over Smoking for Jesus. All right, all right. So, I, like, I know that resonates with you as a six-man expert.
1: It does. It yeah. does.
0: Um, but that is, that is, for me, one of the things that, that, even with the loss, it's a good loss. And they have found a way to, they're, they're running the ball really well. Caleb Crystal uh, and Jay Nichols, they can throw the ball a little bit. They, they've kind of passed it around to a few different guys. Crystal is kind of their, their spread back that throws the ball a bit. And their defense, which has always been a calling card uh, for, uh, uh, for Eddie Gallegos' squad, has been very strong, giving up just 24 points per game. But this is their real test coming off of an open date, taking on May. May is the number 3 team in the state. They're 8-0. They ran a real gauntlet in non-district. They beat Jayton. They beat Knox City. They beat Garden City. They beat Austin St. Stevens, who was at one point ranked in our private school rankings. Uh, They also have a win over Smoking for Jesus. So, you know, really, uh, a lot to glean from those games against uh, the mighty Eagles of Smoking for Jesus. Is that right, Eagles? Yeah, Eagles. Okay.
1: Look at you, six man expert. I really am. Mascot expert, Greg Tepper.
0: Uh, Damien Salinas is kind of their star, two way star. And, uh, he's excellent, but but Luke McKenzie is kind of the, the trigger man of that offense for Coach Craig Steele's squad. This game has major ripple effects there in Region 4. Um,. Like, the winner of this game, I think, has to be no worse than the co-favorite in Region 4. And probably, depending on what you think of, like, Medina, who's also state-ranked, Erie and County's undefeated as well. But I would say that if you take a look at this, the winner of this game is going to be in the Catbird seat there in Region 4. But the loser of this game is probably playing Erie County in the first round of the playoffs. That's the mm-hmm. danger of the two of, the, of like two teams making it in, is that if you lose this game, yeah. you're, probably, you're probably playing Erie County in Round 1, which yeah. is a... Going to be a state ranked. I mean, I don't know if these teams going to drop out of the rankings, but like, at, at least right now, would be a, a state ranked matchup in the first round of the playoffs because Erin County is number eight. So a lot on the line in this one. I think I lean a little bit towards May. I think that even on the road, I like what they what they're able to do, especially offensively. I think that they've got the the superior offense in this one. I think they're a little bit more battle tested. I like the Tigers of May in for my fifth and final pick. What was your fifth and final pick, Matthew?
1: Going to go back to the Alamo City. For an interesting game, Brandeis Brandeis, Brandeis and Clark. Don't know if this game is at Ferris or at uh, Gustafson Stadium, the two Northside stadiums. Uh, It's Thursday night, though. So Thursday night's probably at Ferris. Uh, And for San Antonio-Brandeis, this is a chance for them to take one more step towards winning a district championship. And for San Antonio-Clark, it's it's win or go home. This is functionally a playoff game for Clark. And
0: let me tell you. Clark's been in, in, like, scramble mode for a while now. That see- lost
1: to Churchill. Re- really hurt. Yeah, because now Churchill's got the tiebreaker on him, and Why? Churchill's closing with two very winnable games. Did you
0: see what they did last week against Roosevelt?
1: Yeah, they came out with a thirty-four twenty-nine win. Keep they, keep their hopes alive. They
0: scored with, they scored with in the final minute. Got, yeah. Uh
1: fifty-six Phillip, seconds left.
0: Yeah, they,
1: uh, Michael Vasquez. Yeah,
0: I mean it. They they saved their season. They saved their season. So yeah. this is a desperate Clark team.
1: Yeah, they got them because the Clark Clark is four and three in district. Okay, mm-hmm. Churchill right now is two and four. Mm-hmm. Clark, this is Clark's last game. So they lose this game. They're four and four. Churchill basically plays the two worst teams in the district to close the season so they're probably going to finish 4 and 4 also and they they've got head to head on clark cuz they beat clark uh, a couple of weeks ago 24 to 7 so for clark this this is it this is this is this is jl geist is is telling us his ball club you know we're, playoffs start this week they got to win this game now here's the weird part is if churchill somehow got upset clark would be clark would be in the playoffs so if you're clark and you lose this game do you do you keep practicing yeah i don't know of the week i don't know it's kind of weird uh brandeis uh you know last week they got they they were off last week but two weeks ago they played roosevelt also mm-hmm. and got pushed a little bit more than i thought they would they, they beat roosevelt 33 to 23 but you know roosevelt's kind of a middle of the pack probably gonna finish sixth or seventh in that district and they they took Brandeis to down to the wire. Now J.C. Evans, the the, the Brandeis quarterback who really impressed us in seven on seven, uh, had a hand in all five of the Broncos' touchdowns. He he throws for three touchdowns, runs for two touchdowns. He's that dude. But I, I'm starting to wonder for Brandeis what if they have enough around Evans to to really be a legitimate contender in mm-hmm. Region Four, especially if they're going to go Division Two, which is a little more wide open with Westlake and Lake Travis being in the Division One bracket. So. I think San Antonio Clark is going to throw everything at Brandeis yes. in this game. They're 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 going to empty the playbook. This is this not is, This is dudes are going to go both ways. Yes. Like they're, they're like everybody it's all hands on, on deck. deck. Exactly. Boom. Uh, I think this is kind of going to be one of those games. I'm going to keep a close eye. On, I think Clark is going to push Brandeis. And it wouldn't surprise me if they ran out to a to a to a lead early on because they're just going to throw the kitchen sink at Brandeis. But I think. J.C. Evans is the best player on the field, and I think Brandeis wears him down late and and gets the win, but I think this is going to be a fascinating game because you've got a team in Clark looking to pull the upset that is is playing for their season, and Brandeis is not. Brandeis functionally could lose this game and still win next week and win district because mm-hmm. they got Reagan next week and they they beat Reagan even though they have one loss they'll have the head to head on Reagan because Reagan will have one loss so you got Brandeis with not a ton to play for except for an unbeaten district record going against Clark who's literally those seniors are playing for the playing for their career now yeah. so interested to see that game I think Brandeis wins it but I think Clark gives him a much better than anticipated
0: test I I think you're right I think it the like desperation is gonna like you're gonna you're gonna They're going to come up with a game plan and there's going to be some wacky stuff in this game. And it's going to be interesting to see how Brandeis can handle it uh, going up against a relatively desperate team. So, there you have it. Uh, That's your Week 10 draft. I took North Shore and Atascosita, College Station and AM Consolidated, South Consolidated, Southlake Carroll, Byron, Nelson, Bernie and Somerset, and May and Jonesboro. Step took Duncanville and DeSoto, Kaufman and Sulphur Springs, Tascosa and Lubbock Cooper. Uh, You took Uh, Paradise in Whitesboro and San Antonio Brandeis and San Antonio Clark. Let's round it all out, Matthew, with your hipster game of the week.
1: I'm going to go to Cravens Field Friday night in Arlington. Mm -hmm. as we've got the Arlington Bowie volunteers taking on, visiting the Lamar Vikings in District 86A. And this game is... A playoff game. Mm-hmm. Winner goes to the playoffs. Loser is basically done. Neither one of these teams are what I would consider elite teams by by any means. I think Bowie. If I'm looking up the record, I think Bowie's three and five right now. Mm-hmm. I think three and five. Let's see, maybe two and two in district, something like that. We're about to find out now. Fighting for fourth place, four and four. Bowie's four and four, two and two in district. Lamar's three and five and two and two. So we're talking about two middle of the road kind of teams. But this is the kind of game you, I'm looking for here. This is this is functioning a playoff game. You got two teams playing for their lives because Bowie loses this game, they're going to fall to two and three in district. And guess who they got? Ne- they got Martin next week. Mm. Well, they ain't beating Martin. No. I mean, they're heavy underdogs. Love you, Joe Sam, but I don't think they're beating Martin next week. So, that's probably right. Got to win this game, Lamar. They're two and two in district. They got South Grand Prairie next week. South Grand Prairie has gotten it together in district play. They're going to be significant underdogs to SGP in the uh, season finale. So um, I think this is a playoff game, must win. I think Bowie wins it. I think they've got the best player on the field. Lamar really young. Coach Skinner's done a good job with that team this year, but I think they're just a little bit too young. So I'm leaning towards the Bowie Volunteers to get this win and clinch a playoff spot.
0: Okay. I like that. Good pick. Matt Stepp, my game – is going back to the Alamo City. Now, I could pick any number of games in District 16 6A. Yeah, I mean, 16 6A is the hipster district. It's the hipster district. <laughs> so, so, which, which one I admit? I'll
1: be going three. to a 16 6A game this Ooh, week.
0: Ooh, there's a tease. We're going to go 7 o'clock Friday night at Southwest Dragon Stadium. In San Antonio, one of the cooler
1: stadiums in the state that I've never been to. It's oh, kind of yeah. down in a pit in the river there, the Medina River, right there.
0: Yeah, right off, uh, right off uh, the loop, sixteen hundred four. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know they can't. They can't put turf. They they they, they, they that no field turf company will put turf because their stadiums in a floodplain.
0: Oh, really? They can't. Yeah. They, it's, it's grass. Oh. Natural grass. I guess that makes sense. As the San Antonio Southwest Dragons welcome in the Toros of Laredo Cigarroa. So, so this is
1: Cigaro is a great story,
0: and that's what I want to get to. Yeah. So let's talk about Southwest for a moment. Southwest is uh, is five and three. They're five and one in district play. They are, and they close with Southwest Legacy next week, which could be a an important game. They need. They probably need to. Sp- if they split one of these next two games, they'll they'll be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The winner of this game clinches a playoff spot. Is kind of the, the headline here. Yeah. And and San Antonio Southwest has been uh, very good this year. Their their defense has been. Pretty strong to start the year. Um, and, and a lot to like about the Southwest team. But with all due respect to the Dragons, um, by the way, I, I want to make sure I, I shout out that they've, they've had a, a really a strong running game led by their uh, their senior running back, Brian Lazama. He's been very strong, 14 touchdowns on the year. But with all due respect to them, this ain't about San Antonio Southwest. Because mm-hmm. this is about the Toros of Laredo. The City. Toros. The mighty Toros. And what a job that Carlo Hein has done there with Siguroa. Mm. Because if they win this game, Matthew, they're 7-1. and If they win this game, they will clinch their first playoff berth since 2006. It's awesome. It has been since 2006. The second George W. Bush administration mm-hmm. before, since Siguroa has made the playoffs. They are off to a terrific start. They have the weaponry to do it. They're uh, they are going to keep the ball on the ground, and they're gonna like we know what they're gonna do. They're gonna turn the ball, and they're gonna hand the ball to uh, Julio Garcia, and they're gonna have Jakub uh, uh, Lozano uh, running ball. This is going to be a grinded out affair. Can they dictate the, the terms of this game? And if they do, mm-hmm. they're gonna make some history there in Laredo. Yeah,
1: it'd be really cool. That'll be
0: really cool because that is man. That's been a. That's been a bad program Yeah, they've really struggled. Time. they've really struggled. They've really uh, struggled, but what Carlo Hine has done there with Cigueroa is incredible. Now, if they lose, they're not out. If they lose, they're not out. Um, they beat Medina Valley week we 11 in. They beat Medina Valley, they can get mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. but they can do it on the road and party there if they can go and get this win uh, at San Antonio Southwest uh, Dragon Stadium. So that's my hipster game of the week. Love it. Uh, It's time to hear about where you're heading, Matthew, but first we have to tell you that your road trip is presented by our friends at Country.
1: That's right, Greg. Thanks to our friends at Country Meats for being the official sponsor of the show. They're avid football fans like us and know that equipment isn't cheap. That's why they make fundraising easy and accessible to anyone from peewee teams to high school varsity. Head over to countrymeats.com and use the discount code STEP10 to get 10% off your first order. Country Meats. It's Meats and it's Rural.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Love you, Country Meats.
1: We love you. Yeah. Thank you, Country Meats.
0: All right. So where are you heading this week? Uh, Thursday night, going to be local. I think Pickle and Ish
1: are coming too. Uh, McKinney ISD Stadium as the denton Guyer Wildcats take on the McKinney Lions in a big Thursday night game. Uh... See if Geyer has any letdown after that big win over Allen, because McKinney is no joke. McKinney is. No, they're not. Marcus Shaver's ball club is is solid, and and, and if Geyer comes in thinking they're just going to walk over McKinney, they're going to got another thing coming. They're going they're going to have to come come with it on Thursday night and win that game.
0: That is a very, by the way, that is a very interesting like. This is an interesting week in that district.
1: Yeah, because Allen plays Prosper. The four the four playoff teams are all playing basically. Yeah, because the four playoff teams are playing each other this
0: and, week. And. I might be picking Prosper.
1: I'm. I'm actually picking Prosper in that game. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and. There you go. There's a spoiler
0: alert. When's the last time they lost back-to-back games? <sighs>
1: been a while that, that may be your next research Might project yeah my next yeah. research project is find the yeah. last time alan lost back-to-back games anyway go yeah. on uh friday night i'm gonna go visit our friend joe cluey at mount pleasant how about that never been to mount pleasant for a football game gonna go to sam parker field uh district eight eight five a division two is bonkers every all six teams are still alive for the playoffs which is insane uh basically mount pleasant and pine Tree friday mount pleasant and longview pine tree playing uh friday night uh winner is still alive for a playoff spot loser is eliminated so it's a it's a playoff elimination game uh basically pine tree and mount pleasant both need to win out to get into the playoffs well they both can't win out because they're playing each other friday night so uh playoff elimination game in mount pleasant uh for the pine tree pirates and the mount pleasant tigers then I will be hopping on a Southwest pl- flight. Southwest, if you want to sponsor the show, we would. We'd love it. We'd love to have you. I would we'll love send you
0: some country meets
1: and would love free flights. We we'll, we will video blog every flight. Um, Saturday noon, I get to watch the now state-ranked Sci Fair Bobcats mm-hmm. take on Cy Ridge at Priggen Stadium. Sci Fair is going to be a big favorite in the game, but still a chance to get my eyes on Sci Fair and see just how strong the Jeff Miller's ball club is this year. Because they're definitely back. Yes, they were they really are. young last year, and they're they're playing great football. And then we've got. Huge game in sixteen six 6 a in, in the, the wildest district in the state of Texas, uh, Saturday night at Pridgin, the Saturday night special on, at Pridgen Stadium. I think I'm going to be calling that game on Texas Live with, with our friend Gavin Moritz. So if you want to hear me do color commentary, at, be terrible at color commentary, uh, 7 o'clock Saturday night at Pridgen Stadium where a pro, Gavin Moritz will be on the play-by-play for that game. As the – 3-2 and two in district Langham Creek Lobos take on the 4-1 Cy Ranch Mustangs. Langham Creek, one of five teams, tied for second place at 3-2. and two, But they got a tough one. They're playing the district leader in Cy Ranch on Saturday night. But a, a win for Lang- Langham Creek would just about get them into the playoffs. Because I think their Week 11 game is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So getting to five wins would be would be huge for them. So this is a massive game. Uh Lang- Langham Creek loses; they're not eliminated yet, but now you start getting into all those multiple tiebreaker mm-hmm. scenarios. So, a win for the Lobos over District Leader Cy Ranch would be huge.
0: If you're interested, if you are neutral and you're looking for a rooting interest in District 16-6A, you need to be rooting for Cy Springs. Cy Springs is the team that has not been to the playoffs o three. Yeah, and they Og three-
1: Fagan's done a heck of a job. He there.
0: has. They're they're two and they're they're in that three and two glut. There, they get sidewoods Woods this week. They, I mean. Nobody can clinch anything this week. Like you could just stay alive basically. I think if Ranch wins I think that's right.
1: They would be 5 and 1 and I think they would officially cl- they would clinch.
0: I think yeah, I don't think there's three teams that, or four teams that can get above them. So yeah. I yeah, think
1: they so I think they would clinch but l- nobody else can clinch. Yeah.
0: So uh, anyway anyway, 166A will be a a fireworks factory.
1: Yeah. It's one of those districts also that has I think I messaged you there's going to be like the, the week, ele- week 11 by the way week 11 Saturday if no one can play any football games that day that'd be great for us
0: well, no, uh, no consequential <sighs> games but yeah. like 16-6-8 already
1: got two. two yeah I think there's like seven or eight games that potentially are consequential because we gotta do brackets y'all yeah and we can't do brackets on Saturday if there's still consequential playoff games so that's our request to you lots of Thursday games no Saturday games that week that'd be great alright so that's gonna, that's gonna do it, it for
0: us Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas football subscriber. Steph, thanks for your courage. Thank you. Talk to you next week on Teppin' Stuff.